one. Took it back for this one. Yeah, yeah, man. Y'all won't even born. This must be a This came out in 97, dog. <laughs> Way to set the tone, man. It's gonna be a uplifting show. Hey, man. Things are changing. Things are coming, man. I wish I had all the other sound effects right now. Singing while he on me right now. So get my heart out. <laughs> you can't not sing this song. Yeah, this man, man. man, you don't gotta mute yourself, man. <laughs> I ain't wanna get it rough. Therapeutic, man. It is. I wish I could hit this note right here though. Trying to be inspirational and stuff. I wanted to play the whole thing, but you know, we got to get to a show. How can you not? How can I not play the whole thing? Yeah. Hey, let's go. Say no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Remix. Yeah. And uh, welcome oh, to episode. Oh, what's up? Nah, he said remix. I said hold that note. Oh, well, word, 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 word. <laughs> welcome to episode 69 of the Council and Clutch podcast. I'm your boy, Cal. And today I'm joined by SP. Ghost is here. You heard it. Roy's here. Y'all keep doing this shit to me, man. That is I. Sap is here. That's Sap. Sap don't Sap. Dion, of course, is not here. I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> Q's taking a personal day, but also. This is for my nigga Q. And since they jumped me last week about not having a drop, uh, I'm gonna test drive it. I said test drive. <laughs> I'm gonna test run this one right here. You taking a new car? Album right now. There we go. All right. Go ahead, yeah. man. Hey man, it came across my feed, but um, yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to Sat and do what you do. Hold on, first play, play your drop back because I think Roy was talking over top of. I'm calling Calvin right now. <laughs> That's Sap. Sap don't Sap. <laughs> this is the Spice Adam show. He just don't know it. But <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Hope y'all doing all right out there. You know what I'm saying? You know, this COVID situation in the midst of everything else that's happening in the world is still with us. Hasn't gone anywhere. And hopefully, you know, you know, my hope just on a personal note is that with all the people being, being out here in the streets, you know, protesting and 
and just like visually showing like, you know, their support and, you know, their displeasure with what's going on that hopefully there's not too great a spike in people getting sick and dying, you know, because people are going to get sick. I was just looking at the numbers uh, in the United States. They got uh, two million cases confirmed, which is, you know, number one in the world. And of that, because uh, it's not a death sentence, but it is like a 5% death rate that they associate with, you know, the COVID. So, you know, you got to be careful out here, man, because that's 5%. That's pretty high. That's like out of 100 people, five people going to die. You know, so try not to be that five, you know, but also know that 25% of people recover at the very least from COVID. So, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a tricky game that we got going on out here. And then for the rest of the 70% people out here, just dealing with it, man, you know, all the best, but you know, I know reopenings are, reopenings are happening, especially here in Tennessee. They got, you know, everybody's back out. Costco's full, the mall's full, you know, Walmart never stopped being full. So, you know, what's it looking like where y'all live? Hey, man, all I can say is I went to Home Depot yesterday. That jumped like a weekend, but it's always been packed ever since everything's been going on, though. But I've been seeing a lot of people on social media out at the beaches and stuff. So I ain't, I ain't playing around like that. But, yeah, it looks like everything's back in the full, you know, full swing of things. Hey, no more Home Depot, Roberts. You got to go to Lowe's. Nah, man. Oh, big facts. Hey, man, I might take that L. I'm sorry. Now you gotta go to Lowe's, man. They run. I'm sorry. Lowe's owned by a black man or run by a black man. Sorry, not owned. I'm sorry, man. I got. I got to take that. Oh, he, the, he the CEO, CFO. Which one? Yeah, CEO. He, he run the business. Hey, I'm sorry. Don't, I got to take. Don't have to blank uh, on Home Depot. Yeah, he's one of the founders of it. You know. Yeah. I had to learn that in my training back in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm loyal to Home Depot, man. I used to be an employee. They gave me my first job out of college, man. Oh, Fair enough. Loyal, man. Plus, uh, Lowe's customer service is trash. You just biased. <laughs> That's crazy. No, I'm, I'm dead I've been, serious. I've been reading as the very opposite. It depends on where you are. I just read an article you. that the the boss puts on a red vest, a red vest, and uh, and, and works the front lines with his employees from time to time. At Lowe's. Yeah, I don't believe it, but it was on it was on Instagram. So, I mean, I've seen people in the red vest before, so you know. No, I'm talking about everybody though. though. The hell, we on the field? Is he a quarterback? Red vest. That's what they you know, like. That's, at, that's uh, the logos. Yeah, that's the jump. Hey, that's the only thing I can say they they did, they did better. Their uniform, well, not uniform. Their their vest is better than a uh, an orange apron. Got the nice mesh look with the little name tag slot. Mm, yeah, yeah. So all in all, with this Corona stuff, y'all be careful out here. You know, it's real. I know there's been a lot of news. Kind of back and forth about you know asymptomatic spread, you know, and to be honest, that's 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 real questionable. It's in the sense of like it's you know it's hard to 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 tell how that like what the science is, and even though like the people who you know may know better, the public health people are like, oh, you know, it spreads. The only way the, the idea is that the only way it's spreading like it is is if people are asymptomatic. You know, and, and that's, you know, kind of an assumption that I'm not a public health person. So I, I don't I can't really speak too much on like the, you know, what that means. But, you know, it's it's just real out here. So, you know, wear your mask if it makes you feel comfortable, you know, <laughs> had to put the little caveat in there. If you make it feel comfortable, because <laughs> yeah, really 
you know, the whole point of the mask is that you don't spread the virus to somebody else. So it's just a huge experiment in like uh, uh, selflessness. Like how selfless are you going to be for everybody else to, you know, obstruct your breathing to go to the store? Yeah. I ain't worn a mask since day one, bro. And I'm not wearing one. As we said, it's I, his body. If he wants to get affected, he can. Unless I'm forced to by my employer when we when we re-enter the office space. Outside of that, I got faith, man. Trust in God. Is yeah, he man. immune to this junk? Nah, man. I ain't say all that. I don't even want to know the theory behind that. I ain't going to say it on air, but... <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> So we might as well just move along here. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know who ain't got immunity. These there motherfucking police. Oh, that's all we're going to say. You got to go up there. You got to finish, finish the play, yeah, Sap. You got to finish this, Sap. sap you can't just... Sap don't Sap. Man. God. That boy is it. <laughs> Sap said, "Look, I'm the point. I'm the point guard. I ain't supposed to score either." <laughs> Many hands make light work. Hey, <laughs> this man said teamwork. But so, all four officers have been charged in the uh, murder of George Floyd, um, all to varying degrees. Um, so, some people were excited about that, but me looking at history, I wasn't excited because you still got to get indicted. Mm-hmm. So, what's y'all take on all the officers being uh, finally charged? Same. Wait, no, I want to see a conviction. Um, even the coron- uh, coroner's report, is that the person? Yeah, him. They, um, Buddy was trying to make it seem like my man's had COVID and he died because of underlying issues. Like being choked out isn't a main cause of death. Um, so, yeah, I want to see a conviction. The charges don't mean much until they, until they in jail. Yep. Permanently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same here. Even though I I'm a bit more, I'll say, optimistic in this because, you know, just with the expediency that they brought these charges and made arrests, because, you know, we've seen the same story time and time again of recent. And, you know, they usually wait month, two months, year later, you see the video, you know. So I think a lot of that is because of, you know, just people being present and actually, uh, you know, taking more initiative, you know. Not enough to, you know, push them, pushing and pushing our police off of, you know, my man, you know, rest in peace, but enough to capture the moment and like share it immediately so people can know and this don't just get swept up underneath. You know the what? I saw a uh, dude's defense attorney talking about, well, the people were so outraged, they should help. How are you going to help if a cop is sitting there standing there? Me as a black man, if I go rush a cop, I'm probably going to get shot and then he's probably going to double down on putting it in the man's neck. So yeah. me trying to intervene is not going to help. I don't understand that logic. Yeah, intervening is bad for your health. How do you think he would have responded? For one, he was sitting there already looking with a smug look. So if I would have got to him, pushed him over, I would have probably got beat up by the other two cops I was hiding behind the car while he put more pressure on the man's neck just to prove point. Like, I don't think it was any intervening that was going to happen with that unless somebody would have rang off in the air or something like that. You know? Yeah, the thing is, if we say intervene... That just means you got to be ready to fight the police. So, you know, you just and gotta, you already going to catch a case on that. Yeah, that's just that's just what it is. If you're going to stop the police from doing something, you just got to be ready. Come with them hands and, you know, just hands with, in, the, in the feet, as the country folks say. Because <laughs> it ain't no fair fight fighting the police. 
Nope. Nah, not at all. As my man Shay Sharp say, I'm prime shooter brother size. You said what? He is prime shoot a brother size. Oh, oh, gotcha. I didn't hear him. I'm sorry. Who said who said that? Uh Uncle Shannon. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anybody who intervening ain't gonna be a skinny dude, most more than likely. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see um if their charges lead to a convention or a conviction. Um I don't think we're doing any conventions anytime soon, uh, except for the, maybe the Trump administration. But they um, moved them out of hey, they moved them out of Carolina, man. So where's hey, it gonna be? Hey, Te- you, Texas, here they comes. I don't know. I, I say Texas. You saw, you saw Roy. You saw Roy, Roy Cooper, boy. He he won't playing with it, bro. He said you ain't gonna push me around, dog. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with these other governors, but I ain't the one. You know, with the AFAM, I'm gonna tell you like this, man. This is my crib, and you ain't coming in here. <laughs> we ain't but, got no. Um, co- yeah, uh, hope they hope they put them them officers under the jail. That's crazy that someone would even um, suggest the idea that somebody would physically intervene in that type of situation. I mean, we've we've seen exactly the result. <laughs> of uh, African, specifically a minority, uh, more in particular African American individual, um, interfering in a situation that involves law enforcement, typically just doesn't end well. Um, but hopefully, in saying that, we get some better results due to. Uh, changes in police enforcement and policy. So, with that being said, the Minneapolis City Council just announced a plan to dismantle their police department and establish a new community-led system. Um, Nine members of the City Council, uh, I'm assuming it's probably like 11 members total, uh, something of that nature, probably something odd number. Um, they moved to basically uh, remove the police department and substitute it with a community-led system. There's still more details that need to come out on exactly what that system will look like. But what's y'all's thoughts on um, possible dismantling of police systems nationwide and the start of more community-led systems overall. So I, I, I was listening to, oh, well, I was listening to something the other day talking about uh, just like what the breakdown of the police uh, response looks like. And essentially like people who call 911, like I don't remember all the, the details, but essentially most of it was like, things that the police really are not trained to deal with, whether it be like domestic or is something like just like helping people with car disputes, you know, things that really don't require a gun, you know what I'm saying? So when it come down to it, you know, really the police do a lot of work that they probably don't need to, you don't need a police officer who's trained in how to kill somebody 
you know, they don't, you don't need them to do that. You don't need that type of person to respond, especially if it's in, in many of the cases where somebody dies, it's like a mental health issue with the person and police officers, you know, to, for, I think at least the traditional training that they got right now, they're not trained to respond to people who got mental health issues and half of, and like a majority of the, of the cases, if not like half uh, the cases where there's a fatality when it comes to a police incident is because the person got mental health issues and the police responded with, you know, lethal force. So, you know, that shit is just, uh, you know, it, it sound weird and it don't sound good, like politically to say we're going to defund the police. Cause it's like saying you're going to fire all the police departments and have people who are out of jobs. And, you know, like it sound bad, but like we do need to think about uh, how to move forward without these, you know, people with guns running around killing people for no reason, you know, you know, even if it's not like always in your face, but like that shit is happening, even when it's not reported. Yeah. But I need more details to have a strong opinion on it as far as like, what do they mean by disbanding? I know the school system said they're not rocking with uh police department no more in Minneapolis. Uh, but I don't know what the community led is. I don't know if that's like a neighborhood watch or, you know, some uh, housing places, they have like a resident cop that live there. I don't know if it's a situation like that, maybe. Um, I don't know, but I've been hearing a lot of stories about older heads. Um, I know Snoop Dogg and Lil Wayne, I think they were, they were on like Young Money Radio and I was talking about the difference now with cops is a lot of cops don't grow up in the neighborhood. I mean, they don't protect the same neighborhood that they grew up in. So that's part of a big thing with violence and, you know, using a heavy hand. So I don't know if that could possibly help. Like if you're going to continue with police departments. I was listening to something and they were saying how the L.A. uh, police department and and maybe the L.A. like sheriff, county sheriff, essentially Mm -hmm. they would hold uh, career fairs like in Louisiana, in Mississippi, Mm -hmm. in Alabama to recruit those police officers. So they would have the temperament to deal with the people in the way that they want to deal with them. So that should tell you, you know, if you understand just the the history of the United States and, you know, just, you know, that who they looking for to be in the police department. Uh, you know, so. That's, yeah, that's wild. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say, um, Newark, New Jersey, um, uh, article that I was reading, they've taken a, a widely different approach to law enforcement as far as their policing of their city and the perception and the community involvement that their law enforcement has, um, they've, they've, they've spiked up as far as their involvement with the community. Um, where I was reading, they were talking about how law enforcement officials will hold community events you know, knock on uh, people's doors in the neighborhood, introduce themselves, have conversations. Um, I feel like an uh, approach like that, if they're going with a community-led uh, organization, I feel like that will work. Ultimately, I love this idea <clears throat> because personally, if you look at the history of policing in America, um, I mean, if we're being blunt and breaking it down to its bare bones, Originally, policing wasn't the incentive or the objective wasn't to protect people. It was, it was to protect property. True that. And at the time that it was introduced, there was only one type of person that, that owned property. 
you can take that where you want to. And if you look, if you look at the history and the expansion of not only law enforcement, but also the expansion of uh, the prison system, particularly during um, Reconstruction period, as well as the abolishment of slavery, um, you're beginning to see the trends. And why a lot of people like myself say that the police was never and still in its current state isn't in existence to protect all and to serve all, unfortunately. There was a a moment that somebody was talking about. They had it on on CNN or MSNBC, one of these, uh, you know, major mass media outlets. And essentially it was like this little black girl is at a protest with her dad. And the little black girl says to a police officer who's there, hey, are you here to shoot us? Are you going to shoot us? You know, that's what the little girl is saying. Mm. And I think they captured this on video and the officer gets on his knee, gets in her face, you know, real nicely, officer friendly like, and like, oh, I'm not here. I'm not going to do anything. You know, I'm here to protect you. You can protest. Just don't break anything. So that should tell you all the police officer. He can't help himself but tell this little girl, you can protest, just don't break anything. All you right know? there, Shaniqua, don't break anything. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> they, they, so they trying to make this a real nice, cute little, oh, officers out here. Not all of them are bad. They trying to be nice, but he's so programmed to be like, yeah, baby girl, you can protest, but if you break something, you know. I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> if you break something, we just go see what happens. I can't help you there. I mean, like, do y'all think it'll work if they defund the police, though? Like, I mean, I feel like certain areas, but I feel like you'll just see more races out killing random black people. No, no, I think I think it will cause reform, reform bro. Because you got to think, at the end of the day, a lot of think about it. We already getting killed by the police, bro, and we already getting yeah. killed by racists. So, so you know what I'm saying that. When you're looking at it like from a scientific standpoint, and Sab, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. It's like you have to look at what the dependent variable is at that point, and that's going to be those people who have been protected by the police for decades and haven't had to worry about shit. Them having their life change, and I mm-hmm. think that'll be a, end up being a positive because what that'll do is expedite reform. Because yeah, they're not, right. they not going to allow that shit to happen. <laughs> hey, white people weaponize the police against uh, people they don't like. You know, whether they be a, another black person or a group of black people or just be their neighbors they don't like or just be, you know, you know, whoever. Like, the police are just, are, uh, uh, like, dispersed as a weapon. Just like uh, our, our, our friend Amy, Amy Karen Cooper out here. <laughs> AKC, it's an African American man threatening my life. Who she called the police? Six two. I would say one one thirty five. Probably hopped up on drugs. A six two one thirty five guy. What is he going to do? She 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 suggested it before she even actually made the call. Yeah, she's. I'm going to call the cops and they're going to shoot you. Premeditated. Premeditated. (laughs) I'm going to tell the cops. I mean, the thing is. I don't 
so we're kind of jumping on the big topic too, as far as a like defunding, because I don't know what defunding means because we don't, I don't know the exact amount that police departments are getting funded and what's going to be cut because you can possibly cut riot gear, all the tanks and all that stuff that they're getting. That could be quote unquote defunded. You know, what's the point of having tanks? You know, yeah, I, I don't know what's being defunded. Is it the whole department or is it like specific parts of it? Like, and are you not going to get new guns every year or like, what, yeah, this is where like the states, you know, we live in America. So it's like states rights, man. And it's going to be a uh, community led, you know, it's not going to be no federal law or mandate to defund. Cause that's just, that just don't work. You know, we don't work in that. That's not the type of country we live in. So that's why it's like Minneapolis is going to do this. You know, they like New York is going to put out some legislation where they're going to try to think, re, rethink about how they do it. Like SP mentioned, New uh, Newark, came out with their own. So it's going to be like each municipality is going to come up with their own strategy. And even like in the, I was reading this one article, Minneapolis, they're going to um, partner with like the public school system, the university of Minnesota, the parks and rec, you know, so it's going to be, what's the holistic solution? You know, who can we employ or who can we transfer into different jobs to not have the police in the same way that we've been just deploying them over the past years. That's been ineffective. And, and to that point, somebody mentioned, like, you know, I think you mentioned, Roy, like, will they, you know, who is it going to advantage, you know, to not have the police? You know, it's like, like, the thing is, police don't really uh, solve or, or any many problems, like, on a general wide scale. Like, I think I saw a report that, like, maybe 56 percent or some some number like that amount of crimes go unsolved by the police and police departments. And even like, I want to say like in 2016, somewhere I read, it was like, uh, and this is, you know, probably still even relevant today. Like there was like a 20%, uh, like as far as rape, uh, like cases, they only, mm -hmm. I guess, solve or follow up on 20% of them. So that means there's 80, 80% in any, like in, you know, there's 80% of rape cases that are just open and, and ain't nothing happening. So, but we still call the police if there's a car accident. You know, if they need to dispute that, like somebody else can come take care of that. Or, if you know, you get locked out your house or, you know, you just so whatever the little minuscule things are like that could be a, a public safety officer, a public safety official. And you say the police who are more highly trained and specific to do things that are actually efficient and not just out here, you know, meandering, waiting to get some action. Makes, Makes sense. sense. Makes sense. You know what does not make sense? <laughs> Drew Brees still thinks that the kneeling is about to flag. <laughs> you you boys ought to just respect the country. See Love now? the country. Take it or leave it. My, my, grand, my grandfather <laughs> fought overseas and Naza came back some and y'all's was free. Y'all We fought for y'all freedoms. My nah, grand bro. both my granddaddy <laughs> fought for your freedoms. <laughs> for the freedom for you to do this. Do you disrespect the flag like that? Speaking hey, of which, before we, before we even get into that, that shit blows the hell out of me how someone can can really think that you can put somebody back for decades and just out of out of the snap of a finger change one thing and it's like, oh yeah, shit is even now. What? Hell. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> it's like it's that like shit is crazy to me. Like what if somebody been bullying you your whole upbringing for like until you forty, and then at forty one, they're like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hit you no more. Not like all the time. 
acting like that shit is just resolved. So like, I ain't hit you in like what, like four years? Just like as if like like that shit's just gonna go away. Come on, man, yeah, stop acting like a little punk. I ain't gonna hit you. <laughs> but yeah, so ridiculous. Yeah, so Drew Brees was basically speaking to Yahoo Finance, um, doing the interview, and then dude just flat out asked, "Hey, so do you think it's gonna be a lot of people taking a knee this year?" And Drew Brees. Came back, said I would not tolerate disrespect for the American flag. Um, you know, my my two grandfathers fought in the war, uh, so I had to support the flag. Basically, he made it about the flag, which for years players have been saying the protest thing was never about disrespecting the flag. But um, Drew Brees still kind of uttered those words, which pretty much got him um, stoned in social media pretty quickly. Uh, people in New Orleans are actually out there chanting F. Drew Brees. And I think that's what struck a chord, more so the fan base turning on him. And he issued one apology uh, that didn't really go over that well. Then he issued another apology after his teammates just, you know, going in on him and everything. Um, but, yeah, so, Roy, your phone is vibrating. But, uh, no, I didn't want my phone. That was the garage opening. Oh, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy because I heard it too, and I was like, "Dang, that shit is rec- like I'm reading it on the screen. It's catching." Yeah, that's gonna vibrating the table. But uh, yeah, it, my office right above the garage. My bad. That's crazy, but yeah. So um, yeah, Drew Brees pretty much got uh, called out, and for the first time in a long time, white people got to think about what they uh, say. So everybody's been kind of on pins and needles through all over things. It's like kind of like if you don't say something, you don't support the movement. If you do say something, you got to say the right thing. And Drew Brees kind of said the wrong, what people will perceive as the wrong thing. Um, so what was y'all take on Drew Brees' uh, comments and the outcry of the fans and then the backlash of all his teammates? Everybody don't speak at once. They are who we thought they were. Did you let them off the hook? No. Okay, all right. Just make sure. I can't. Bro, he he way too smart to be to be talking that ignorantly. Granted, he probably got caught in the moment, but that's no excuse for me personally. I mean, I'm just being honest. Um Yeah, it's it's a done deal for me. I'm I'm more. I'm on my Malik Jackson wave. It's gonna be fun to see him, huh? Oh, I can't wait till the season, man. That shit going, man. Drew, that's what. That's what's really gonna be interesting. Is he gonna take a knee or no? He he got to now. Ah, but y'all gotta think about the bigger picture, though. What if the NFL said they're not gonna do the national anthem anymore? That bills Drew Brees out. I think that's a good point. (laughs) I think they're gonna make that move because it 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 seems real logical at this point. I think they'll keep the national anthem, but they're gonna tell the teams to stay in the locker room. They're gonna do it like they're gonna they're gonna say they want the sideline clear for the national anthem, and then bring the teams <laughs> out the players after the flag's been covered over the field. So they'll do the big flag drape, and then when the flag's gone, then they'll announce the teams. They gotta make sure that they say nobody out there because you know niggas will find a way to go out there and just take a knee just to prove a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, niggas, niggas, no one. On the field, besides essential personnel. Oh, it's gonna be but one. I, it's gonna be one. I feel like at this point they gotta kind of let them boys. They go if they don't take a knee for the anthem, they are gonna protest it somehow 
during the game. You might see a knee, just random knees all over the place. I don't see that. I they, mean, bro, I, after that Michael Thomas video, I feel like they got to go to the extreme. But I don't see a functional way to do that and not disrupt the game. That's what I'm saying. That's that, If they don't let them protest the national anthem at the beginning, they're going to find a way to take it into the game. So now got Goodell and the owners got to figure out what's What's more risk, but but let's but let's sit in this pocket. Though. Let's sit in this pocket for a second, and you know, and think about like like what just transpired. Like Drew Brees, probably everybody's favorite quarterback. Like you ain't had no problem. Not everybody's favorite quarterback, but somebody you probably ain't had no problem with. And now we see, yo, this this person really is a representation of the problem. People who we think are cool. Who really still spew these same like incorrect ideas and mislead to just like skew the point. So he go on the apology tour, and from there we got the NFL players who come out with the video that call for the NFL to respond, and they get Roger Goodell to come out here and say you know what he said. So it's I don't even think there particularly is going to be more like protesting. But I think there's gonna be more of a like I think there's gonna be more of a push to like call to have some action or call to do something because the protesting is you know like kind of like it ain't protesting ain't ain't really done anything honestly other than bring up the conversation which now the conversation has been brought and it goes back to my point that I always say and we always kind of go back and forth about it. What responsibility does the NFL have with pro- police brutality? What can they do? Like, they're not a government facility. They're not <clears throat> any institution that can say, hey, cop, stop shooting people. And a cop can <clears throat> stop as, shooting people. As I sit up to respond to this, <laughs> what it do, bro? my good buddy Calvin, we have gone back and forth multiple times about this. But not nah, for real, for real, um, you're not wrong in what you say is in asking what obligation or what ability does the NFL have? But in, in a true sense of the world, in our country, the NFL probably, even the NFL and NBA have the biggest, um, I want to say, ability out of, of big businesses or sports companies to affect change. Mainly because after 9-11, of course, you know, the country kind of rallied behind sports and it was, they politicized and all the flyovers and all this, you know, American pride type thing. But a lot of these owners are affiliated at the government level. A lot of these stadiums are are funded by government money. There's a lot of political connection between American sports, specifically the NBA and NFL, where a lot of these politicians, they can be affected by what's going on in the sports world for the simple fact that it's, it's almost a, it's a, it's a free publicity stunt for a politician to show up at a game and be in, and to speak in front of a crowd of 70,000 people. And that's just like hosting a rally for them to be able to go up and, and you know, get them to affect change. I don't think necessarily the NFL as a, as an organization can make a change, but because of the amount of people the NFL affects, it provides a platform for people to get their point across and perspectives, which in sight puts it on a kind of in a, in a binding situation where it's like, all right, the NFL can't change the law, but if enough people talk about it, the NFL is going to be broadcasting in front of enough people, then that law will be brought up to Congress. 
Because you, I, I see what you where you're going, but I, I don't think it's that. Uh, it's not a linear thing. I don't. But think... check, check, check this out, Cal. Check this out, Cal. Because I ain't dropped this in the chat, but because I was saving this for today. So, <laughs> you know, I like that energy, Seth. <laughs> but look, the undisputed. They had an article where they, you know, I think it was like, "What could the NFL do?" And it's they the the tagline was like, "Y'all don't remember in like 1991 or 1990, essentially that um, Super Bowl was going to be hosted in Arizona, mm-hmm. and or well, yeah, in Arizona, out Phoenix. It was it was in Arizona, and because uh, Rob Parker talks about this all the time. Yeah, when he talks yeah. about the, with the NFL being political, he always exactly. brings up the well, Martin Luther King pre- holiday. They pretend to be political, but like uh like Kyle was mentioning. You know, when they came down, like, essentially Arizona as a state was not trying to make the Martin Luther King holiday an actual holiday. Like, they weren't trying to hey, recognize holiday. it. Yeah. And the, the apparently the governor or whoever was, you know, working out the situation on the on the on the level of, of the state of Arizona was like, oh, you know, we're going to work this situation out. The vote's going to pass. Don't worry about it. You know, we definitely want to still host the Super Bowl. We'll work this out. And if the L was like, all right, cool. But when it didn't pass. I think I don't know if they didn't host it in like I don't know if they hosted it and say we never gonna host it again or if they switched the venue up or but whatever it was NFL was like well if you ain't making this a holiday if you ain't gonna recognize this then we're not gonna bring our you know money and revenue stream to your state boom straight up like that that's how the NFL can operate you know just in support not to make no legislation but just to push to to put their weight on something they can do that it can but my my thinking here is. It's only 32 teams, but there's 50 states. I'm thinking logically of, okay, if the Jets say, don't do this, okay, that can affect New York, New Jersey, but Connecticut's still going to do what they're going to do. You, you see what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking more so on a... You got fans in, in every country. State, yeah, but what what does the, the fans have to do with NFL saying, hey, don't do this? Because hypothetically, say you use the, 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 the Niners, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Steelers, who are, uh, I would say, your, your four biggest teams in the country for whatever reason, usually based off of history and TV streams and all that stuff. If, if, if 90% of the people in the country support those four teams, no matter where they are located, if you're bringing a, across federal legislation, you can go vote in your state. But you'll be recognizing like the police brutality thing. Um, yes, you know, if the NFL is is publicizing it, that means that 10 billion people are looking at it. But at the same time, it don't matter where you are. It's just the fact that they have control of the airways that they can get that point across. They got a huge but it's, audience. Like, yeah, it's like being silent is being complicit with the problem. So the NFL is finally agreeing that it is a problem and they're allowing their platform to be used to exercise the right to show that you it's a problem. I see what you're saying, but I don't see the NFL doing commercial breaks saying, hey, don't go out there and shoot people. I don't see I don't see the NFL using their time to do that. I, I don't see that. Just how they I, are? No, I think I it's coming just because of that. You know that the NFL employee created that Michael Thomas jump? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. That they chopped it up. Yeah. And apparently, like, yeah. people in the NFL league office have been like pressuring Goodell to, you know, maybe do some things differently than they've been doing before. Oh, so, you know, I dropped that. I did drop that one video that I, I saw 
of essentially uh, where when the president was essentially tweeting at the NFL or Goodell or something like that in regards to uh, Kaepernick saying like, oh, well, I, I guess if you, you know, support Kaepernick and this disrespect to the flag, maybe we'll reconsider looking at these tax breaks that the NFL really enjoys. And guess what? Kaepernick ain't got no job and the NFL people still got them tax breaks. Yeah, but that's the other, that's the other way around, though. You see what I mean? Governments can control sports league, but the sports league is not going to change the government. You can hold over their head a tax break, but what can the NFL hold over the government's head? A government, like, on the local level, because we ain't talking about the NFL changing federal things, but, you know, just they can put their weight and support that's behind my, different That's calls. my thing, though. That that's, that's, always, that's always my point, like a national thing, because, again... If they if they solve an issue in Minnesota, how does that help somebody in Virginia? It's not the changing at the state. I don't. For me, at least, it's more of the exposure to federal problems. Like that, the so NFL we're on the same page on that point. Yeah, the NFL is not changing the laws by no chance. But if the NFL, which is one of the highest rated viewed things in the country, speaks about it, that means you're you're showing to millions of people a problem that needs to be addressed with the government. Right. The NFL can't go make you change it, but they can bring awareness to it. That's all I'm, that's why I say players need to use that platform because the NFL and NBA and and sports leagues in general give players a platform that they traditionally wouldn't have. But Roy, don't you think they want to say shut up and juke? No, they're going to, (laughs) but that's where you say fuck them and keep going. You know, I was about to say that that brings up an interesting point. Um, in the in the matter of it's 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 crazy how it seems as if entertainers have this large platform which you would think equates or is parallel to like more power, but it really isn't. Like they have a lot of. I don't think entertainers. I, I think I live. I, I specifically, as far as it comes to power, certain entertainers that own their rights can that have created that platform and established themselves, which comes at a level of success. But as far as NBA and NFL, with the players in the NBA being almost 90% black and the NFL being 70% black, they can control the narrative. The league needs them. So they can force the league to speak on things that traditionally we, me and you wouldn't be able to go to our boss and say, hey, you need to address this issue without getting fired. And that's where the Kaepernick thing kind of took president. Well, technically, they can't fire you because you can sue them. You can sue them. Yeah, you you can sue them, but it, you're not going to get the money that an NFL player is going to get from getting from losing his job. You probably would. Yeah, <laughs> you you would probably get way more. Know. He fired but, me um, because I I told him he needed to address some racial issues in the office. Irrelevant. Yeah, on, you probably would. To be honest, I don't think you. I don't think you can. A day to day person isn't going to go up to the owner and say. Now, if you're in position to, yes, you will. But a, a person that just got hired last week, I don't think they running up to the owner saying you need to post about Black Lives Matter. Now, if they financially straight, you can do that. So that's why I say the league as a whole, if all the players agree, then they can make the NFL move how they want. Just like if all happen. the owners, I, right. I think they will. Yeah. I think they Everybody are now. A hundred percent is not going to agree. Nah, nah. Nah, I think it's crazy that I think you'll get – 
you'll get 90% to move on this versus the 40 or 60% that they barely got to pass the, the vote for the players union for the CBA. But it, this affects you. This is more of a wake up call. But the fact that the Roger Goodell spoke on it already, I believe that'll push it to where it needs to go anyway, because that means the owners told him to talk about it. Nah, nah, it, nah. nah. I, I can't it agree with that last sentiment. And the thing is, this is one thing I realized too, is that like the NFL is they they're almost in partnership with the teams. The NFL can't the NFL can't particularly tell a team what to do. And the team can't tell the NFL what to do, but they just need to work in concert. And yeah, the, 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 owner, the owners are they, the owners employ Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell can't talk unless the owners tell him to. Y'all know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it don't matter what you say. Roger Goodell did not release that statement without an email or some type of communication with the owners saying, "Hey, I'm going to say this." But it doesn't oh, have yeah. to be. It, it, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent though. That's the thing. It's not going to be a totality of owners. It'll, nah, it'll never be. It's, he talked to the important ones. So you but here's the thing. But here's the thing. They can tell Roger Goodell to speak, but that does something very important. What it does is it puts words into a into another individual's mouth that's not theirs, and it it pushes a a narrative that they don't necessarily have to be attached to, and in a way that you could say, oh, they agree with that. A hundred percent. I mean, the thing is, if you want to be quite honest about it, a lot of these companies are are posting these things and saying these things just because if they don't say nothing, we're going to say boycott them or cancel them. So it's yeah. they're saving they're they're saving money. They're they're trying to protect right. themselves and save money. Yeah, they, they didn't say it the first day. I don't believe they 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 meant to say it at all. Yeah, I mean, hey, but you know, I mean, some, the thing is, things are being said now that it's safe and popular to say it. So you know. Right. That's why I know some people are taking it with a, a, a grain of salt, and, and we should all take it with a grain of salt because if you talk about, you know, fighting systemic racism and addressing that, okay, sure. So, you know, what about the hiring practices in the NFL, right? So that's where it's like, okay, where did the actions meet the rhetoric? We got to wait on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but also certain things are being said in text messages that are being leaked the year later. <laughs> so, so Jake Fromm... Uh, Quarterback for the Buffalo Bills that just got drafted uh, has some leaked text messages, making some. I wouldn't say racist. Would y'all call it racist comment commentary? It wasn't racist, really. No, it was more. But so I'll get just, into it. Go ahead. You take the floor. You get. You, go ahead. You got. It. Um. Well, Message. the back the backdrop behind it. Yeah, right, <laughs> right on time. <laughs> uh, the backdrop behind it is. You know, Jake Fromm made some comments about a suppressor essentially um, based off of the text messages. You could come to the conclusion that he was he was saying that elites, elite whites are the only people that should have the right to. I think it was either purchase suppressors or purchase weapons in general. A suppressor. Um, he said I right. su- he said I want to get a suppressor. Um, but it should make it only available to elite whites. Ha ha. And later said, I'm not an elite white, but. Right. So, um, he backpedaled off of that, uh, once that was out there in the public and he apologized for it. Um, but there's two, I think there's two kind of things playing here. Okay. So one, you have 
the person who leaked this, right? What was their incentive? She didn't what get no cutty last night. What was truly <laughs> right? What was truly their incentive? Now, the the young woman who, excuse me, brought these messages to the public claims that her incentive was, you know, what's going on, the current times, and she felt as if this needed to be addressed, it needed to be out there, it would benefit the current movement. That was that was her take. That was her opinion on or not on her objective and her incentive and why she did what she did. One could speculate that there's uh, more incentive there. Um, we don't know the dynamics of her and Jake Fromm's relationship. We don't know the history of their relationship. Um, what we do know is that in the history of relationships, people can get hurt and do things, do petty things um, in the near or far future as a result of trying to get back at the person who hurt them. Um, so you have that, you have that factor playing in, uh, an additional factor. Um, I spoke to a gun enthusiast, uh, that so happens to be a uh, part of the council, but, uh, doesn't have the opportunity to present I'm himself <laughs> as you just heard on a regular basis from, from his take. Um, and he actually gave me a lot of background knowledge on the suppressor thing. And how that's a thing, um, not only just with uh, white people, but with gun enthusiasts. Apparently, it's extremely hard to get a suppressor. Um, there's an there the the process as far as the application and the other hoops that you have to jump through in order to obtain the right to purchase an, a suppressor are extremely difficult and extremely extraneous. So that person believed that based on that in the context of the messaging that this very well could have been a lighthearted conversation that was spun in a different direction based on the current environment and um, it hitting the public without any type of explanation. Racism. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to get y'all's take on it. Um, as far as the the situation, which I think may have happened, which I think may have been the young woman's incentive to put this out there. Well, I think uh, hell hath no fury like a scorned woman or a woman scorned. Um, I feel like they had something <laughs> going on um, for her to release that, or she just weaponized the racism um, because she felt very, like looking at timely. that. Very it's, timely. It is, but it, again, like reading, actually seeing the text messages, again, it seems we all joke in our own circles yeah. with racist jokes like that, right? That. It's just, it's just in nature. But again, the fact that he later in the conversation said, "I'm not an elite white," pretty much brings it back down to me to say, "Hi, we should make it only so that elite whites can get it." And then he's like, "Well, I'm not elite, so I'm not gonna get it." I took it more as a tongue in cheek type thing. Hold um, on. So, so pause for a second. Are you saying that uh, he mentioned, "Oh, I am not an elite white" in that text thread of conversations, or did he yeah. say that after the fact to apologize? No, he said it in the text. But also, this is when he was in college. So, All right. <laughs> the, the the silly me is always thinking, "Oh, he said that in 2019, but in 2020, 
or whenever he decides, not decides, but if he ever gets becomes a starter, he would then become an elite white. Um, so I don't know if that followed up or if that was his mind state of saying, well, I'm not an elite white. I'm just a guy from, you know, University of Georgia. But um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I took it more so as a a tongue-in-cheek joke, ha-ha, you know. Like, if I would have heard it, I would have probably got mad. Like, if you would have just said that, came out your mouth and said that to me, I would probably got mad. But I know how people talk amongst their circles. So I'm not going to sit there and kill the guy for it. Um, but again, at the same time, you know, got to watch what you say to, you know, women. Yeah, like uh, like you mentioned, you know, we all say our own jokes that are unique to our circles. So I'm sure I got some text messages that don't shine. <laughs> it probably shines like a little black light, you know, and it look probably look real nasty. But you know that we all because we all have our own jokes that probably ain't gonna be well received outside of our circles and the people who we're close to and we'll share a text message with or threads or whatever. So, you know, I, it, it, it is real tongue in cheek, you know, it's choice words, but honestly he ain't far off, you know, because like who you think really out here trying to get a suppressor gun enthusiasts, stereotypically who are gun enthusiasts, probably people who are white military background want to just start race wars, you know, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> I was with you to the last part. <laughs> I was with you to the last part, but now I feel you. I feel you. But that's, the, that, but that's the point, right? You know. Yeah. So and the thing is, I, I honestly didn't know that he said I'm not an elite white. Like in the text message, I thought he said that. Like I wasn't following the story too close. He said it later in the thread. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah. He was joking. You know. Definitely don't hang the man for that. <laughs> And see, here's my thing. Like, if you, based on that, on that suppressor knowledge that I was given, I can totally see someone saying, like, in a sarcastic way, like, oh, uh, they should only let the elite whites have it. Like, basically to say, like, yeah, these are the only motherfuckers that can get it because this process, if you're a regular-ass person with no connects on getting all of these, you know what I'm saying, things passed in order to get approved for that application... You're not going to, I think, I think, uh, was it Dion was telling me that typically it's like six to nine months before you get approved to buy the shit. My so it's is, like, my bad. no, I was just going to say, so it's like, no, I'm saying, obviously we know how the world works. Like it's not what you know, it's who, you know? So if you have connections that, you know, certain people have connections and they can get past certain guidelines or obligations um, or get things expedited because expedited. of their statures. Right. Or expedited, yeah. My thing here is, who needs a suppression anyway? Because if, if you live in a country, <laughs> you can shoot off whenever you want to. Yeah. So... It's, it, it's a what, enthusiast thing, man. But, it's like saying... It's, it's like, yeah, who needs, who needs rims on a car? Or who needs, like... Who needs like high end cars? Like, where are you going to drive them, right? Like, who needs subs? I mean, you got when, when you have a factory. <laughs> hey, man, you got to have two 15s in the trunk, man. You got to have a knocking, man. You, you colors are coloring right now. Hey, if we can't color, who else going to color? <laughs> I can't say. Oh, man. 
Is it yeah. a commercial break time? And the thing is, <laughs> hey man, these, hey man, these these NFL is gonna be wild this year. Like on the field, on the field, it's gonna get wild. All of these quarterbacks out here giving so much ammo to everybody gunning for the hit. Hey, Jake Fromm ain't gonna play though, so Don't. he good. Wait, ain't he like the fourth on the quarter depth chart? And he drafted, so he gonna move around. I don't know what what I don't know what he is on the depth chart, but he ain't gonna be playing. And everybody at NFC, all, NFC East, I'm sorry, NFC South, always trying to kill the other quarterback anyway. So this is a little bit more motivation for other teams outside NFC, NFC South to try to kill Breeze. But I mean, we shall see. But we shall take this commercial break, and we'll be right back. Hey, if you made it this far, here's a little behind the scenes of what goes on between the commercial breaks. Definitely not doing the top NBA returns, but oh, oh, oh. Know. Said, hey, hey, Calvin, you got the you got the you got the NBA like intro song, like maybe the old jump. Uh the CBS jump? Nah. I mean the NBA NBC, nah, I ain't got it on the computer. Uh, okay. I had to take everything off the computer and put it on the hard drive. Yeah. Then I had you to take everything computer? off the hard drive. Nah, my computer uh data got low and then I had a um the hard drive got filled up. I don't think you'll oh, see the episode, but remember when hey, I told hey, y'all. Hey, yeah, you did. Hey, you you think you could find this song? We playing basketball. We playing basketball. We I mean, I can find find it. Ain't a problem. <laughs> <laughs> find yeah, it is definitely not a problem. It's just hey, you ain't had to oh, say man. that first line, bro. We knew the <laughs> you know the song. It's like we playing basketball. Hey, hey, can you, can you keep that in the show, please? Can you put that something? <laughs> oh my god. Hey, stop. Hey, you want the, you want the, you want the instrumental or the words? Oh. What you want, Sat? Like just oh. that chorus, or even just that acapella part. It's like we playing basketball. All right, cool. Basketball is my favorite sport. All right, here we go. So you sat. The way you dribble up and down the court. That buzzer. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what time it is. I like the way to dribble up and down the court. Just like I'm. That's going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you know what time it is. NBA's hey, returning. Yeah, we need we need to set off all the uh, all the alarms. We need to set off all the horns because the NBA has approved a 22-team tournament to restart. Uh the NBA season, man, that's going to be great. Uh, training camp's going to open up at the end of June, July. They going the tournament is going to take place in Orlando, Florida, and shooting for a season to start. Uh, games to kick off July thirty first, man. So, I don't know about y'all, but I'm super excited because they. I feel like basketball was stolen from me. You know, <laughs> don't we <laughs> and, all? And I'll, I'll even give a little backdrop. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee right now. And oh, yeah. everywhere I go, at least where I live in Memphis, Tennessee, and I try to get around the city, at least in the outskirts where I am, there's not a single basketball court in this motherfucker. So I, I'm just going to be happy to finally see basketball at least, you know, and play it a little bit somewhere. But, you know, y'all ready for this, uh, for these balls to drop? No homo. Pause. <laughs> 
That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, that's sap. Sap don't sap. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. crazy. I don't know about that, but I am excited for uh, the NBA to come back. Um, you can't even say you excited after that, bro. You got to get up out of here. This dude. I mean, no, no. Let's talk about 6 9 Oh, no, that's a bad transition. That's even bad, too. <laughs> hey, weren't you hey. to wrap this hey. show up? We out of here, bro. That's good. Oh, my God. Great day in the morning. 6 9 hey. the 69th show. Hey, hey. Seven exactly, man. Hey, you got to you got you, you got you got. Oh yeah, it definitely use the SP. SP, come on, man, mute. <laughs> he got to be cussing on the other end when he mute himself. Like, got, got me again. But uh, no. Um, so yeah, so they bring it back twenty two teams. Um, it's not necessarily um a tournament. Just uh, first they they playing eight games, um, right. to get in shape and everything like that. Then they are gonna go straight to the playoffs. Uh, seven game series like they normally would. Um, it gives the ability for teams that's on the bubble to make it, um, like Sacramento, um, San Antonio. Uh, Grizzlies are already technically in, but, uh, you know, they want to try to get Zion in there. So they're talking about possibly doing the play-in um, tournament for that last final eighth seed. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but it's kind of exciting um, to have basketball back. Uh, you know, it's going to kind of be weird for whoever wins because, at the you know, at Disney World, there's no home court advantage really. Uh, not going to be really any fans. Um, I just hope they don't try to throw an asterisk on whoever wins it, unless it's the Lakers. Anybody else, you know, they, they want it fair and square. I mean, for the deep basketball, you know, fans, lovers, you know, they would know that it could possibly be an asterisk, but for everybody else in the world, they, they're not going to, it's not going to matter. Hey, if, if, if the Clippers win it, no asterisk. If the Lakers win it, asterisk. If you the mean Bucks if win LeBron, it, LeBron wins. I, I I don't refer to him by name anymore. Once he became a Laker, I'm sorry. King James, y'all ain't got no faith in the Spurs. No, all right. Man, y'all y'all behind us, man. Come on. Who y'all leading scoring now? <laughs> who's who's throwing the ball off the backboard for y'all these? Man, guys? man, look, I can't wait to see Andy Dalton play for the Cowboys this year. <laughs> Change the whole subject. Remember, everybody Andy. on the NBA special, Roy is not a basketball guy. Hey, the Spurs made the playoffs, so it's all good. No, they didn't, dog. Ain't no playoffs right now. <laughs> it's the playoffs. It no, it's not. Playoffs. So if the, if the Spurs made the playoffs, we made the playoffs too. We, we hey, they, made it, they made it to Orlando this year. We in the playoffs, baby. No, ain't, ain't no playoff, man. Hey, in the, in the words of number two, what they do, baby? We're going to be hurt when he realizes this ain't the playoffs for real. No, I know, but I ain't watching it. I only know how we made it. I feel like they did that, so we had a chance. It's no mathematically, y'all had a better chance of getting in there. Then that's why they came back with like teams that mathematically could still get a chance to, um, yeah. to get in there. Because in the West, everybody was like three and a half games out. I think y'all might have been like four games out. So yeah, like, mathematically, everyone still had a chance to win. Uh, well, not win, but to get in. And of course, you know they, they had to make a rule so, so somehow possibly Zion can get in. Um, you know how that rule. Um, you but, need that. You need that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's just. People talking, you know, because everybody wants to see him in there, but I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see the Lakers versus the the Pelicans in the first round. I do. You don't want to see. That's gonna be exciting, man. That's exciting. Uh, At first, don't kick the Grizzlies out already, man. You know, my boy. That's what I'm saying. That I want the Grizzlies to make it. 
I mean, what? Oh, what? Hold on. If we keep... don't win it, if we if we don't somehow make it, Sacramento, I want the Grizzlies to stay where they at. Outside mm-hmm. of that, I don't care who else on the bubble. Like I don't care to see. Well, I take it back. Portland. Besides Portland, Sacramento, and Memphis, everybody else I don't care. Yeah, that's but. true. If uh, Memphis, you know, as much as I love, I really like Memphis and that squad. They definitely gonna get swept if they see the Lakers first. Or and so and they, so would uh, one game. Nah, man, New Orleans is tough, man. They're like a they're like a sleeper team. They got like an X factor. So man, LeBron is gonna. Oh dang, I referred him by his name, but no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, they they gonna come out. They gonna show out. They gonna they gonna definitely try to sweep. They gonna definitely try to sweep. Yeah, man. But on, I feel on like that format, would be a proving, like, no, nah, I'm still here. I feel like that's what that would be, that that whole series. Yeah. I mean, on the format, essentially it's, you know, them going to Orlando is just a callback to probably how many of them play basketball before they got money. It's going to be a, a big-ass AAU tournament. For three months. <laughs> it's going to be AAU camp. They're talking about multiple games a day. They're talking about back-to-backs. They're trying to squeeze everything in so they won't play later than – um. Uh, Halloween, but it's NFL, not NFL, NBA typically starts in October, which is kind of weird because they're talking about, and they probably talk about uh, collectively bargaining something different, but the way the schedule is right now, if they start t- talking about tipping off in November, is literally only a two-week gap between the end of the season and beginning of the next season. Normally, they have months between that, so they're going to have to figure out a way to not do that because if you go to the finals, you're only going to get roughly two weeks off, but they're trying not to have the season next year going to the Olympics. So yeah. it's kind of, it's going to be kind of weird of what's going on late in the year. So we might they're have, gonna have to do like a 56 game next year. huh? I don't know. I don't think they're going to cut That's money though. Yeah. And they already losing this year. Yeah. I don't think they're going to cut, but I mean, it's going to be weird for those teams to make it to the finals. It's going to be a tough one. Cause if you make it to the finals and you got two weeks to recover and come back for one, you're going to have to, whoever's on your team that was already on the Olympic team, they definitely going to have to pull out. Um, Man, I don't care about that. I just want to see some basketball, man. You know, you don't care about, don't care about the players, man. That's crazy. Nah, son, they'll work. Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's one of the worst things you can say to somebody, Roy. That's crazy. That's yeah, that's man. so racist. That's so disrespectful, man. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. You know what else is disrespectful? Well, hold on. We ain't get SP steak. SP, what's your take? He's going to be like, see, he's up. You meet it right now, just to let you know. Gang, gang. He definitely talking. Yeah. Nah, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Pete. Uh, yeah, Celtics going to win it all, so I'm just waiting for that to happen. And we dancing with Mickey. Pause. Oh, you horny, Okay, so we <laughs> dancing with Mickey, balls. <laughs> hey, look, dancing with Mickey and balls dropping – might as well talk about six nine at this point. God, so hey, hey man, Akon out here tripping. He out here working with six nine. He did the locked up. Re- he did the locked up part locked two. Up. And hey, they said Akon got out early too for snitching. Hey man, I don't know. I don't know what goes on. I don't know what happens up in Jersey. But this nigga Akon, it's a video. Of them nigga sitting in the studio. Six nine got his hand a ponytail, trying to like a bad bitch. Um, and yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm. I was. I was just surprised that this happened because Akon was talking about man. Well, well, you know, you can't blame the guy. He's not from the streets. He's still young. You got to give him a chance. Da, da, da. He was caping for him, 
So niggas was really actually going on like a, a bet. Now, it wasn't really a bet, but niggas was saying, yo, who the, who gonna be the first person that worked with 6ix9ine? Everybody always said Tory Lanez or Akon. And so happened to be Akon. What's your take on the Locked Up 2 if y'all heard it? Well, the little snippet. And how do y'all feel about artists working with 6ix9ine? I'm pretty sure the men in prison are pretty upset. The 6ix9ine will not be 6ix9ine in prison. Yeah. He didn't say, I'm the 6, you the 9, sir. He didn't say that. <laughs> That's nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> I, just, I just watched that video, man. He looked like this. He, he really is trying to break, like, gender norms. They would have no, loved him in prison, dog. Dog, he looked like a smooth, like, Instagram thought. Like, the hair <laughs> and the ponytail to the side and it's green. Like a city girl. Hey, it's green, red, turquoise, yellow. All the, all the, taste, taste, taste the rainbow. Pause. <laughs> hey, bro, wrap this shit up. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm sitting here just shaking my head, bro. This is crazy. Hey, man, it's no way we can get around this topic. <laughs> no, like, we gotta, we just gotta go. We can't, we, where is Q at, bro? Can we call Q to end the show real quick? He's not gonna pick up the phone. Hey, like, we, we need to call, we need to call Quentin to the front. No, don't call him. Is, don't call him. He, he's spending time with his, uh, with his wife, man. Leave him alone. This Whoa. is crazy. Hey, all right. So, all, off of, uh, you the six, I'm the nine. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. We're gonna talk about other music. Uh, Sam, what was your question about music? Man. <laughs> I, I don't even want to be here before. This ain't even, this ain't even safe. <laughs> bro, this show got out of pocket, bro. Y'all out of pocket. Ain't, ain't even eleven yet. Oh, man. Uh, oh. Sam, what was your question about the music? Man, I'm over here sweating right now. Sap go sap. Sap go sap. Oh, to, to, get to, to get to something more serious, you know. Oh man, <laughs> we're definitely like halfway through the year, and you know, I just was wondering what you guys uh, take on kind of the music scene, and maybe some stuff y'all heard in these first six months that was pretty dope that y'all want to share, and you know, anything that y'all looking forward to dropping in the next, you know, at the end of twenty twenty, amidst all this craziness. Man, if it ain't little baby, I can't help you. When, 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 which I'm the baby. Um, yeah, I don't care about uh, little baby. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Cole, um, as always, I'm always gonna answer that until you drop. So, Cole, uh, is what I'm anticipating, and and Trey heard about four tracks. Um, I don't know if they're gonna be an album or not, but if they are, album's gonna be fire. That's crazy because um, you need to drop them in the chat. I don't have access to drop them in the chat, but that's cool. Crazy, um, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just listen. Hey, li- listen out for Trey Song Circles, dope song. Um, but um, yeah. So what I've been listening to, I, nothing really came out for real that I've really that's new that I've really been listening to. Um, you know, I'm an R&B head, so the Social Distancing Together Project by Devon Terrell. Um, that's pretty solid four track LP, EP, whatever it may be. Um. But other than that, not too much I've been listening to. So y'all ain't heard this uh this new Freddie Gibbs that dropped this Alfredo? Uh I'm not really a big F- Freddie Gibbs fan, so I'll... really. 
I ain't listening to Pretty Gibbs and a Brick, bro. But drop it in the chat. I'll take a listen. Oh man, it's fire. It's re- it's real. It's it's dope, man. Nice follow up to the to the bandana that dropped just last. Yeah, year. the only only Freddie Gibbs I listened to was a track with uh, Pusha T on it. I mean, future future dropped a pretty good project. I, I I like it even more and more. The more I listen to the tracks on it, I ain't gonna hold you. Um, they don't want to hear that part. <laughs> Tory Lanez dropped. That shit was pretty. That shit, he had some fire on there. I forgot all about that though. Yeah, no, that Tory was fire. Man, I don't know. It seemed like it's been kind of slow this year, for real. Anybody trying to lose money? But when does no, be the- no shows? Um, yeah, and they don't really make money off uh, streams, and you ain't doing no shows, so ain't it's really no reason to financially drop music right now. Yeah, it's a lot of independent niggas that drop. Yeah, that drop tunes. That's it though. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people trying to do the direct to consumer um, stuff. You know that helps, but overall, you're not really making too much bread off music right now. Um, they actually said streaming numbers went down, um, so kind of find that hard to believe but then again i can believe it um because i haven't really been listening to music that much because i'm not really in the car to listen yeah. to music i'm not you know, that's really, a, that's a really like, good at point. work to listen to music so well i'm working but i'm not blasting music because you watch the tv <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so yeah, it's i don't know but yeah not too much musically going on yeah yeah true that true that We out of here? I think we out of yeah, here. Yeah, please. Y'all, that, that last one got me. <laughs> I'm seeing it. Man. Please. Can <laughs> we go home, please? Hey, man, go ahead and close it out then. All right, let me put my glasses on. Hold on. Oh, Thank man. y'all for tuning in for another week. <laughs> 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 you know, this is for my nigga, too. We appreciate y'all. <laughs> We thank you for It's uh, you know, follow the YouTube page. Just click that shout out. You know, check that subscribe, like, follow us on Instagram. You know, and uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all, man. We we be back. That's the council. We out. Big facts. <laughs> nigga said, "Let me put my glasses." <laughs> <laughs>